This episode is about not taking things personally, but for real. How to move through your emotions, heal, and take the wisdom from situations that really hurt you, where you might feel judgment, criticism, or harshness coming at you in a way that's challenging. The Embody Podcast accompanies you on your journey of remembering and embodying your true nature, integration and alignment with your vibrational clarity, self-love, and living a life of beauty and wholeness. It's a menu of transformative healing tools, experientials, meditations, and practices from a blend of family constellations, somatic therapies, and holistic and spiritual practices sprinkled with vulnerable conversations with people who have the courage to be themselves, Alive Now episodes with updates on my personal process, and reverie episodes that are spiritual succulents that honor, reveal, hug, shake, or stir you into love. I'm your host, Candice Wu, integrative and intuitive healing facilitator and artist. Welcome back to the Embody Podcast. Great to have you here. I am just enjoying the Michigan weather. I recently just planted my garden um, after a big fiasco of getting some soil that literally smelled like paint thinner and had plastic in it. I bagged three bags of soil back up and returned it to Lowe's and um, it was just a lot of work, but I'm so happy now that my garden it has gotten going and I'm super late in the game. It's the end of July, beginning of August, and I'm just starting this, but maybe I can get some fall crops. It's really hard to find soil around this time when it's late in the planting season. And so what I ended up doing was asking the uh, farm, the horse farm that I go to, if I could have some of the aged horse manure. And that is just a lovely compost that's rich and it smells completely like beautiful earth, earthy soil once it's done composting. So while I've been creating some fertile ground and some rich nutrient soil, this has just reflected a sense of sustainability, groundedness, uh, slow moving but moving forwardness that I felt in my life in this time period. And I'm wondering where you are now. We've talked a lot in the last couple of weeks um, with Black Lives Matter, with systemic racism and um, the shift in the collective, as well as all that's dismantling and being created in this time of COVID-19. Um, along with it, where are you now? And are there things that you are planting, growing, or sustaining? So that's not necessarily the topic of this episode. The topic is how to not take things personally and how to deal with reactions from people or uh, projections from people or harsh statements coming your way. How to deal with that, how to move through that in a way that is embodied 
and supports you in gaining wisdom and maybe brings compassion to you and others. Or how to move through it in a way that you desire. Before we jump into it, I want to mention that I just started a healing share program where people can contribute and support others in sliding scale healing sessions. About 25% of my healing sessions already are sliding scale from my own personal contributions. And I support people who perhaps are in a transition or have been deeply affected by some situation that they cannot pay a full fee. And I wanted to expand that program so that more people could be supported by healing sessions. So if you feel like you're somebody that would like to give back, would like to support someone else in healing, have been supported in the past by others or have benefited from services, contributions, or, or things that where you feel like you can give back to someone else, consider giving to the Healing Share program. You can find all the details and make your own personal contribution of whatever amount you decide, either monthly or a one-time contribution at candicewu.com slash healing share. And if you're someone that would like to receive from the benefit of the Healing Share program, you can also find that information on that page and reach out to me directly at embody at So I recently had a few situations where I got a lot of flack for different things. Some were reasonable and some parts of what someone said were reasonable and other parts were just kind of what... Um, my friend Christoph and the editor of this podcast would say one-way screaming. It was like anger being thrown at me, anger that seemed like it touched on something truthful in this situation or warranted in the situation, but it came with a lot of criticism and judgment that seemed like it didn't belong or it was more intense than it needed to be given the situation. That happens all the time, and I have certainly been someone who's done that to someone else, where maybe I couldn't sort out my anger, or it just came and erupted, or that I have put my judgments on other people. If you're in the world of shadow work and shadow box work, uh, looking at what's undesirable, unpleasant in yourself, unwanted in yourself and pushing it out and onto others and naming them as the maybe quote-unquote bad one or the one with this quality that is um, gross, disgusting, or undesirable. The shadow work is looking at how is that a part of ourselves that we're trying to discard. And so when we talk about not taking things personally— uh, first of all, I find it incredibly hard. Maybe that's because I am a sensitive person. Maybe because that is because I've had many pieces of trauma, many experiences that have really wounded me that I hadn't digested because I was young and needed support, or maybe in past lives that I can sense, maybe an ancestral feeling that has been handed down to me a way of being sensitive or a way of being hurt that repeats itself. So all these things and 
when I hear the statement, well, don't take it personally, I just feel like, well, okay, but I am. I am taking it personally, or I am hurt in this situation. We are human after all, and we have feelings. We have this body that has to feel through those feelings and move through that, or we can shut that down and become numb. We can become guarded and hard and protective. Many times in my life I've heard, just build a thicker skin, and I really didn't understand how to do that. How could you just build a thicker skin? Um, And some people find a way to do that. And all of these ways of dealing with or coping with getting hurt, they're all valid in some situations, and they can all be helpful in situations. It might be the most helpful to just pour open and be vulnerable and let those feelings come out if you feel safe enough. It might be important to put up strong walls and shut down emotionally. So there's no judgment about all those ways of being and all those ways of coping. So I wanted to specifically talk today about how to quote unquote, not take things personally. And I would reframe that or metabolize that into something more like how to move through experiences where you get hurt, where anger, blame, judgment, or criticism is coming at you. And maybe that's a mild version of that, or maybe a more intense version where there's a lot of shaming coming at you. So the spectrum of it. And wherever you are on that spectrum, hopefully you can find something that can support you here. So just going back to the idea of not taking it personally, to the thoughts of it's more about them than it is about you, um, to, well, it's a reflection of what they're going through. It's a reflection of the parts of themselves that they do not want to look at or feel. All of these understandings may or may not be true, but they also may be helpful to rationalize it and think it through. You do run the risk of not being um, accurate about that, or maybe that's a way that you avoid feeling your feelings or avoid a possible truth that did come from what that person said or from what happened. But let's just say, yes, it helps you to feel more supported in yourself. It helps you to see the truth or helps you to not judge yourself. And um, it releases some of the pain. Well, that's great if that really can do that for you. That sounds like a really helpful resource to be discerning. And over time, I've been able to arrive there where that discernment is more easeful Or it doesn't even happen that I have to discern that someone might have a reaction to me or say things to me and it doesn't even go through. It's like my boundary is impermeable about that. My energy, my resonance, my organism knows not to take that in because it's not for me. That has been really hard for me to develop And for some of you out there who are sensitive or may have had some relational trauma or certain things that have hurt in the past, you know that that's 
not totally easy to just shake it off like that or um, be okay, even though you just know that it's more about the other person. So it's a mental process that doesn't help totally if if there are still reactions in your body that are happening, if there's still an unconscious reaction at some deeper level. And what I find is that when we go to those levels, we can resolve it, we can heal it at that deeper level. So you can arrive in that place where it's easy to not take in the shaming that might come towards you or criticism that might come towards you that doesn't belong to you. And you may also find yourself not in those situations as much anymore or in those situations to get a little bit of a a reflection of what might be left over. In my personal experience, it's been historically really hard to not take things personally because I've been so wounded growing up and into my early adulthood that even situations with strangers, I could get really hurt. I mean, we're talking even when I'm on the phone with T-Mobile or something and I'm not getting some empathy, let's say, I would have taken that quote-unquote personally. What that really meant is I would get triggered. I would feel hurt. I would want something or expect something of them. And at the time, I didn't really see it that way. Like, what am I expecting of this person and how do I heal that for myself? I was just expecting it of them and feeling frustrated and angry and subject to this experience where I thought they should change or be different. And I found way more empowerment in myself when I realized that and could get in touch with the belief sets that under were underneath that and to give myself the parts of me that get hurt, the love, the empathy, the boundaries or the protection that I actually needed in myself. And that gave way or that gives way to a level of harmony with other people. Everyone is in their place. Everyone is in whatever story they're living through, working through, being in. And we all have a right to be. And we all have a right to choose how we are. And we have a right to react how we are and still be worthy, valuable, important. And so to really respect that everyone is on their own journey and on their own journey with whatever emotions that they're dealing with and how they want to work with that is to not expect that they're different, is to accept and agree or honor them as they are or put some distance between or find some way where the respect can exist. Obviously, that's not, um, I, I don't believe that that's mandatory. I just think that that's been helpful for me. And you may find a different way with your life that really works for you or a different philosophy altogether. And if you have one, I'm curious what your thoughts are about that, about harmony or how to really honor everyone's existence and where they are how to not get in the way in the line of fire if you're in the line of fire. You know, how to love yourself even if somebody else is not being loving or is being violent. How can we exist 
and be loving in those situations? Or how do we want to be in those situations? Maybe that's a version of love to honor what you desire or what you need. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Well, so I feel like I'm straying a bit, but I'm even thinking about the collective experience right now with the protesting that we are having with speaking out against or about systemic racism, systemic issues that oppress people, the collective numbing and the actions that some people continue to take, and the anger that's uprising, as well as the peace that's desired. I'm thinking about this because I know that some people, when they're having interactions with or around race and racism, ethnicity, difference, that you might get a dose of anger towards you that feels uncomfortable. And sometimes that's just getting comfortable with receiving and hearing someone and seeing someone. Sometimes that's um, a dose of anger that doesn't belong towards you. And sometimes it does belong towards you. And there's a level of accountability that you need to take, responsibility that you need to take. And it's hard to sort all that out. It's just so much happening in those moments and in uncomfortable moments. I grew up in situations where, um, in my family, that I got a lot of blame and fault and what felt like, or I experienced it, like punishment for bringing up emotions, for speaking what I needed to speak or asking for my needs in a certain way, uh, for mistakes even in how I would communicate that also hurt other people. I experienced gaslighting where my normal human reactions and emotions were twisted into being bad and the problem. So you might call that a sort of narcissistic dynamic where I had a lot of anger thrown at me. And my reaction to it was overwhelmed. It was to numb myself and to please everyone else so that that kind of reaction towards me would stop. When we talk about fight, flight, freeze, there's a fourth one called fawn, F-A-W-N, fawn, where we fawn instead of showing the emotions that are really there or speaking to what's really there. Fawn is a way to protect yourself from more danger. So by pleasing other people, it was a way to support and protect myself from feeling more overwhelmed and worse and perhaps more danger emotionally. Do you have situations where you kind of freeze up and or shut down certain parts of you, don't speak to certain parts of you, and then choose to please the other person or submit to a certain situation or acquiesce? That is a tool, you know, that is a way that we can deal with certain things. And for me, doing that for a whole large chunk of my life, I lost myself. I didn't even know who I was anymore because who I was was in response to everyone else around me and everything else around me. I was the reaction to everyone else. 
and the caretaker for everyone else, responsible for everyone else's feelings. Um, you could say that maybe a level of grandiosity, right? Like inflating myself to take care of other people, being bigger than others in a way, being the parent to my parents. And it was such a process to come back down to just me and learn how to not be that big, learn how to not take on all those emotions and to be able to feel through my reactions and my feelings. So at this point in my life, it feels like large, very large pieces of that are complete and there are just some shrapnel pieces. And I had an experience the other day where I received an email that um, was was similar to what I'm describing, where shame and blame was being thrown at me. I got called a hypocrite. I um, I was being criticized in my character, and um, I can understand that that person was having this reaction. And for me, it was kind of growth to see that I didn't have a giant reaction like I might have in the past. And to note and acknowledge that this happened because I was being clear and strong in myself and aligned in myself and people will not like my views. And the the very fact that there are people who voice that they don't like my views or they don't like something shows that um, I'm being true to something in myself because in the past... I would have made it so that everyone could be pleased or tried to make it so that everyone could be pleased, which is an impossible task and exhausting. So I want to talk about how, what has helped me to move through experiences like that and what has helped me to get to a place where I can discern what's mine to take and how I move through some pieces still of needing people to like me or needing people to value me in a certain way. My greatest support has been to not try to react in the situation, give myself some time, bide myself some time. So if there's a need to um, stop an interaction and take a break or let someone know you need some time to move through what's happening, if you can do that to give yourself the time and space you need, then you can first feel through the feelings that are here or support yourself in getting to that place where you can move through the feelings that you have. There are times where something blasts us and we are overwhelmed and we can't really feel or that we put it aside and we don't feel or we avoid what we do feel because it might be too much. And so supporting yourself in your body, supporting safety in the body, you can find uh, the overwhelm episode that will help you with that, candicewoo.com slash overwhelm and the emotions episode, my website slash emotions. Lots of different tools to bring safety to your body so that it can easily move through and digest the feelings that got triggered. 
you can work with the different parts of you that got hurt or triggered in the situation. So whatever happened, whatever someone said or did, or the situation that burst open, what part of you has a reaction? And what part of you wants to express itself or be seen? And just being with that part of you, listening to that part of you and hearing the story, feeling the feelings, feeling the sensations in your body. Maybe it's a part of yourself that is really young and got hurt like I did when I was young. And it feels similar. So how can you give your inner child or your young self what you didn't get when you were young? Or what you needed? Maybe it's a part of your past self or a multidimensional self. Maybe the part of you that got hurt or got triggered feels like someone else. Feels like an ancestor or some being that's here and that lives through you and that is in you and that may resonate with a part of you. So whatever that part of you looks or feels like, to give that part of you love, ask it what it needs. Let the feelings move through your body. Take a break when you need it. And what I do kind of simultaneously with that is look at the belief sets that I have believed that create this paradigm of pain or suffering for me. Some of the ones that come up for me are, I need others to like me in order to feel okay. I need others to value or love me or feel that I'm worthy in order to feel worthy that I need to do X, Y, and Z in order to belong or to be seen as good. And quite simply, the belief that I'm bad at the core, that who I am is bad, who I am is unlikable or unlovable. So using forgiveness statements like, I forgive myself for judging myself for believing that in order to be okay, I need everyone to like me. That in order to belong, I need to please this person. Or it might relate to the content of what someone has said to you. I had mentioned that this person called me a hypocrite. It actually didn't really touch me very much. It didn't feel like it it was for me. But I know in the past I've been hurt by that that criticism. This kind of circles back to shadow parts. Maybe what gets triggered are parts of you that don't want to be considered as bad, judgmental, a hypocrite, um, as stingy or racist, whatever it is. And is there a place that's strong enough in you that can say, okay, I can be that. That is possible. That is a part of me. Because we are everything. And we are every way of being. And when we claim that 
yeah, that I can be a hypocrite. I have been, perhaps even. Or what part of me is a hypocrite? What part of me is whatever it is that judgment that you want to resist? Then actually we free ourselves. Actually then we see that this is just a part of us and we don't have to resist it. It doesn't have total power over us anymore or it's, it begins to have less power. And the feelings that are connected with it, we can begin to digest them. And we may arrive at a more neutral place back to our full and whole self that is all these things and none of these things. Where there's an even deeper compassion for all ways of being in all of life. And after, or maybe woven into this process at some point, and not all in one sitting, but sometimes, depending on my capacity in the moment or how my body is doing or how intense these feelings are, then I also might move to when I'm feeling more back to myself, more in a state of loving myself, and um, have moved through some of these difficult feelings then I look at what was said in the conversation or what did happen. And if there was some judgment or criticism or words of some sort, what can I take from it that is about me or that is something I can receive as feedback and grow from or that that I can carry with me to take a step that's different? It's not necessary that you become better. It's not about being better, in my opinion. It's about learning how you can be more yourself or try on different ways of being. It's like trying on clothes. Like, try this on now. Okay, maybe that tool or that way of being or that way of navigating life is one you always do. So maybe try this one on. And that gives us a a freedom in in exploring all the ways that we can be and all the possibilities of who you are, desirable or undesirable. And it kind of softens that thought about desirable and undesirable. It becomes just all these many ways, the multiplicity of ways that we can exist and move about and do something or be. So looking back at some of those comments that I was saying um, from that email, um, from someone who directly screamed at me, uh, from comments that I've received, like on social media even, um, I really value those. And I'm happy that people take the time to share something or say something. And if that's what they need to do too, then great, that's what they need to do if it's, you know, something that I'm not really going to take in. But there's a freedom to, to that that I feel that uh, it's, it's okay. I put myself out there and I can look back at certain comments and say, oh, you know, I can see where this person had a reaction, even if I don't need to take in all of how they um, flung it at me or all of how they described it. Here's what I can take. And to be able to take the good or the pieces that are helpful 
from something that is not helpful is really a skill that I had to develop. And to put it into the words of good and bad, to take the good and leave the bad, or to take what you desire and to leave the rest. It's kind of like what the body does to metabolize food. It takes the good nutrients, what it needs and what it wants, and that can be at different times, different things, and then it eliminates and discards the rest. So this is a really deep process of metabolizing and digesting. And I'll just mention a few other tricks that have supported me in seeing a bigger picture and releasing some perhaps blame, fault, or judgment from me so that I can digest what happened and so that I can harvest the wisdom that I need to from it or that I can just be okay is that uh, if I'm in the situation where stuff is getting chucked at me, uh, I might imagine what doesn't seem like it belongs to me and turn that towards who it belongs to. So if someone's screaming at you and it feels like, wow, this is really intense and it doesn't belong to me, maybe some part of it does belong to me, Maybe they are angry for a good reason, but the way that they're screaming at you or the way that they're um, lashing out isn't really feeling resonant for you. You could imagine the part of them that has that rage and imagine turning that part of the rage to where it does belong, wherever that is, and you may not know where that is. If you imagined their family behind them or their world behind them or around them, it's possible that that brings a larger context, a wider awareness, more resource and understanding of this person. Resource in terms of in this person's context that they do have some resource, they do have some loved ones or something that keeps them alive, that supports them to go on in life or their own inner resources and seeing the context of their lives just imagining it that they just knowing that they have it even if you can't really see it or know what it's like to know that there are probably things back there that um, have warranted this rage or this kind of judgment and Maybe, even, maybe it's a healing step for them to lash it outward. It doesn't mean you have to take it. And it doesn't mean you have to just stand there and let it all attack you. But you can have, a, you can have this level of compassion and a level of compassion for yourself to have boundaries with it. Speak to, I don't like this, or... Um, take that break or walk away or do whatever is needed. I don't know. It might be even scream back. There's no judgment about, for me, about what is needed because I don't know what you need. Only you know. And everyone has a different growth place. So as I said, it might be really growthful for a person to scream or to speak truth that's important to speak that hasn't ever been spoken 
And so can it be safe for that? And when it's not, can we support ourselves in finding our own safety, putting boundaries that support us? Maybe that comes in terms of distance between you and that person. And the amount of distance, depending on your own tenderness or intensity of trigger or feeling inside, can support you. And can support a feeling of respect that that person has their own reactions and they are right in their own experience and you are right in your experience. As in, you're human and you are allowed to have your own reactions and to honor your own reactions. (laughs) Human experiences are so messy. but also so beautiful sometimes. Um, and so, yeah, when, when you can find a neutral place between you and the situation or that person, a place where it's like it doesn't even bother you anymore, where the charge of emotion has dissolved or faded or recalibrated in a way that it's not there anymore, then you really know you've resolved it. We may never get there, though, and that's okay. Some wounds are way bigger than others and deeper or have many, many layers to them, ancestral layers, past life layers, young, younger self layers, layers of life that have accumulated and um, layered over these experiences. So be gentle with yourself and start where you are. And with all this, uh, I like to practice or just feel, uh, it's almost like I feel that I'm carving out energetic territory inside of my psyche, inside of my energy, inside of my capacity to be able to be okay even when others don't like me, to be okay even if others think badly of me, to be okay if others judge me, not just in a helpful, compassionate way, but more so in a harsh way. If others criticize me in a harsh way, if they shame me, can I be okay? Can I be okay Do I need to exercise boundaries and a pushback or speak up? Or do I feel like doing something different and just walking away? Do I feel like just witnessing and knowing that it's not about me? Do I have that freedom and space inside of me? Can I be unimportant or unworthy and know that deep down I am important and worthy or that, you know, I'm a much bigger presence than all of those words can possibly carry, all of those emotions can possibly carry. So how are you doing with this? And are there experiences where you have been or are getting wounded 
or experiences where you feel like you're getting some undue or due criticism, judgment, shame, and having a challenging time with it? Or is it time to acknowledge and celebrate that that is not there for you and you may feel more neutral in times where you receive this kind of judgment or exchange where it doesn't trigger you and this is not your growth anymore, but a place of fortification and resilience of presence. So as we close this, I want to thank those people that did lash out at me. I, you know, went through a time of like really not liking them for some of these situations, you know, not all uh, ones that were more personal. And sometimes it's a complex feeling. I like them and I don't like this action. And that seems a little more digested in me where it's not about the person anymore. It's about what they did or how they did something. And then this movement towards myself and loving myself in a deeper way, in a more whole way, taking off my expectations of someone else and relieving them of my need for them to be a certain way, but just honoring my own needs within myself and finding my way and my right place and also allowing it to arrive into my space. Next week, I will have experientials that go along with this episode. If you are subscribed to the podcast, you'll see them pop up next week or go to the link at candacewu.com slash EP131 to check when they're available. There will be two experientials. They go hand in hand and you can cycle through them depending on which one fits for you first. One experiential is how to support a little distance and loving between you and this triggering situation or the person or situation that triggered you. Especially if you're experiencing someone lashing out at you or some uncomfortable feelings coming your way, judgment, shame, anger, accusations, that experiential is to support seeing the person that is involved with this in their context and offering you a little bit of distance and space and the two of you some loving energy where something different can be seen and acknowledged and where your body can have the space to digest whatever you're feeling and where the dependency, if there is any, on this other person or the relying on this other person to be a certain way can shift and come off of that person. The second experiential is looking at the part of you that got triggered or gets triggered Also releasing some belief sets and offering forgiveness to any dependencies you have on the other person or to certain situations being a certain way, healing that at a deeper level 
and giving the part of you that gets hurt what it needs. If you're relating to the pieces about ancestry and family that I had mentioned uh, or have situations where it is really challenging with certain family members, I did an episode where uh, we moved through some dynamics around these challenging relationships. You can find that at canvaswoo.com slash toxic ancestors and a very basic episode around family constellations at candicewu.com slash EP5. One last episode that might be supportive is the episode on strengthening energetic boundaries. That's at candicewu.com slash energetic boundaries. Today, I want to thank Nick Werber for the music again that opens and closes the Embody podcast that we've used for about two years now, as well as the production manager and editor of this podcast, Chris Spiegel. You can find Chris's work at chrisspiegel.com, C-H-R-I-S-S-P-I-E-G-L.com. If you'd like to stay connected with me, my travels, self-love notes and podcasts, you can find my newsletter at candicewoo.com slash embody. And don't forget to check out the Healing Share page if you'd like to contribute or receive sliding scale sessions at candicewoo.com slash healing share. Thank you so much for joining me on the Embody podcast and I'll see you next time.